We all pot down here. They, sh- they should have let him burn. Yeah, they should have. Welcome to We All Pod Down Here. I'm Brittany. And I'm Dan. And today we, well, moments ago we watched Halloween Kills. We're not going to do a super deep dive. We didn't do tons of research. We're not going to go into like a long plot synopsis like we usually do. We just thought we'd kind of do a quick reaction from what we saw. Yeah, we thought so, it'd be fun to just do a reaction of fresh thoughts from seeing what this was probably the millionth installment of the yeah. Halloween series. The 12th, to be exact. 1,200. <laughs> 1,200, yeah. Feels so, like 1,200. Yeah. Just, I guess we should throw out up front, we're going to say spoilers. I was going to originally do this spoiler-free, but we realized there's not really a way, good way to do this spoiler-free. I mean, unless but, we want to talk about, like, like how they made the movie or something like that. We go into production details or something. Yeah, but I don't but, want to do that. That's probably good. It's a reaction. Cool. We're going to react... Hence, there will be plot things given away. It's streaming on Peacock. It's in theaters. If you don't want to have anything spoiled for you, then stop now. Yeah. I I highly recommend they'll watch the movie first. Yeah. I'd be curious if anyone wants to send us messages, tell me their thoughts, because I'd like to hear what other people's thoughts were. Because this movie's been in the reviews very back and forth. There's a lot of reviews that are just, like, ripping it apart, and then there's some that seem to be praising it. Yeah, it's divisive. It's very divisive. So basically the spoiler is that this is a movie about Michael Myers. He kills people, and at the end, he's not dead. Wow. Shocking. This never saw never that. Happened. It's literally never happened. He's never. always just dead, and it's just some other random guy in a mask stabbing people, yeah. playing homage. Absolutely. Maybe it was Leslie Vernon. <laughs> if it was Leslie Vernon, I could reform a little more. Yeah. But so, I guess, Dan, you go first. What are your, some thoughts you have about this? I think it was, it was just okay. It wasn't great. Is it completely terrible? No, but I have a lot of problems about specific things. And I know this is a slasher movie that doesn't, they don't always have a very strong plot. But Halloween always had a pretty solid running narrative going. And which resulted in varying levels of utter ridiculousness. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind with this new trilogy, and this is a trilogy, there's going to be a third movie in almost exactly a year, that everything beyond Halloween 1 is decanonized. It didn't happen. So Halloween 2, Hospital, never happened. This is just Halloween 1, and then we're going many years later. Do you think Halloween 3 can still be canon? Yeah, because Halloween 3 was never even connected. I know, I just always think it's It's funny. a really good movie, though. I think the biggest problem for it was that everyone wanted Michael Myers, and, you know, that's not what they got. I think they should have made that movie and just called it Season of the Witch and not put Halloween in the title, and they probably would have done fine. Well, wasn't the initial concept of Halloween supposed to be something different each time? It was, yeah. And the Michael Myers story was just, as everyone lashed onto it so much, that... It just, that would, they just went with it. Which I understand, because oh, they never expected to be this popular. It's, I think, to date, still one of the most successful, like, indie projects ever. For sure. And it put John Carpenter on the map. Yeah. And that soundtrack. Yeah. That's something they can never ruin with these movies, is the song. Yeah. Because the song is genius. Yeah, unless they, like, try to do their own spin on it and somehow ruined it. But if you just take that 
straight original John Carpenter yeah, if Halloween they took, like, theme. If they took like good. Justin Bieber covering it or something, that'd be a way to ruin it forever. Yeah. But thank goodness they didn't go that far. Yeah. But initial reaction, like, I have issues with certain things that really harmed this movie for me. Yeah. Do I hate it? No. There are definitely some good things about this movie that I enjoyed. But there are things that I also did not. And I think the third installment had better really end this well. Because that's going to be the kicker. Because yeah, I thought the first installment was very good. Yeah, I really liked the Halloween 2018. Yeah, 2018 was great. I, I think that was... I mean, again, I didn't. I don't like the idea of decanonizing all the others because it wipes out all of the wonderful work of Donald Pleasance and, and the whole running narrative of Dr. Loomis. Dr. Loomis is one of my favorite characters in horror of all time. So you're taking a really wonderful character and, and the character that, that drove the whole franchise for decades and just wiping out pretty much everything he did beyond the first movie. I, I don't, it doesn't sit well with me, but I can forgive it if what they do with it is really, really good. And the first movie, I forgave it because they did a really good job. You know, with his protege, he, he passed away, his protege taking over, and his protege kind of went a little goofy, and I can understand why. But with this, there's some reasons why that I feel like they, they went too far. Yeah. But I would love your thoughts, because I've been rambling long enough. <laughs> Well, we've been rambling back and forth before we've been recording, so... Yes, we have. <laughs> so, initial thoughts, like, when I started watching it, I was kind of enjoying it. I remember reading somewhere, I think it was on Twitter, there was a bunch of reviews when the critics first were able to review it before we all reviewed, or before we all got to see it. And some of the stuff they were saying was that, like, only watch this if you really want to watch Michael Myers just killing a bunch of people, and I'm like, yes, I do. That is what I want. I don't understand the problem. Now I understand the problem. Because... It felt like that this was, they tried too hard to do too many different things. It felt like, yeah, we have over-the-top gory slasher, which I can be fine with um, if there's a good story. Problem I had with it, like you said, there's some decanonization issues. There's also, we'll get into the scene, the flashback scene in a minute, I think. But my issue, I guess, with a lot of it was, one, we didn't get a lot of Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, that was a problem because she was kind of a background character to this. And they wanted the focus seemingly on her daughter, her granddaughter, stuff like that. I understand that. And some of the other survivors from the first movie, which was a really good idea to bring those people in, I think. It's a good idea. But the they problem... wasted them a little bit. Yeah, the problem was it's like we brought them in and it started out kind of strong going into some of their background, like seeing what they're up to now, stuff like that. But then it got to the point that it was just like... I guess like it felt like it jumped around too much with their stories. It's kind of like, here's their stories, and now we're going to run into all these other different narratives. And it just felt like it was trying to cram too much into one thing. When it came down to brass tacks, they made those characters relatively boring. Yeah. They didn't have much to them. I mean, these are survivors of a horrific incident that's infamous at this point. I mean, this is what, like 40 years ago? Yeah. And they didn't make most of them that interesting. Like, one of them just dies very unceremoniously, the first one. And, yeah, it just... There's there's certain things I liked about them, certain things I didn't, but I felt like they could have made these characters a lot more memorable. Because yeah. you're bringing back these characters from the original movie that that's a great idea. It's a great 
I move to bring them back because I think you could make it really interesting. And all it really did was make them excuses to get ripped apart. Yeah, and like, I guess Lindsay, which is played by Kyle Richards, who was the original Lindsay in the first Halloween, they did bring her back, and I guess technically she was alive because she got away from him. Yeah. So that was good, but they have Nurse Chambers, which is still played by Nancy Stevens, which I did like that they brought her back, but she's oh, killed sure. so quickly, and she point, when she points the gun at him and she's like, you know, this is for, for Dr. Loomis, and she shoots and just there's no bullets in the gun, I'm like... A fucking course, you know, but the fact that then she just dies at his hands, I don't know, I would have rather had her live, honestly. It was very unceremonious. Like, he's, like, she's in the car, he just, you know, this is for Loomis, click, click, nothing. And that was pretty much it. It it was a very lowbrow way for her to go out. And we don't really see Lindsay again after that, or assume she's just, like, taken to the hospital or something, she's fine, I guess. Yeah, I guess. She seems traumatized, they take her to the hospital, and that's it. Like, we don't really see much else with her. So it felt like they wanted to have all these deep stories and, like, reconnect everything and do all this. And then they just, like, stopped doing it partway through the movie. The setup was great. Because, yeah. like, they're in the bar and they're, you know, they're talking about what happened 40 years ago. It's, it's like an open mic night, I think. And it's supposed to be a talent show, I think. Yeah, a talent show, you're right. And they're talking about, you know, these are people who survived. And, like, every year they come here and they have some drinks or whatever. And, you know, they brought in that other couple, the doctor and the nurse, who their Halloween costumes were switched. Yeah. The doctor was the nurse, the nurse was the doctor. That yeah, was, was cool. Funny. And I, I like those new characters, too. I thought they were they were pretty interesting. I'm like, oh, they could add something to this. But they're killed almost immediately. And they're killed so fast. Like, there's no build. They're just, again, they're just props to be murdered very brutally. And, again, it's a slasher flick. I'm okay with brutal murders, whatever. I think they relied on it way too heavily yeah go back to the first movie the first halloween movie 1978 in that movie yeah they they killed them in a couple of different ways was it extremely gratuitously gory no it really wasn't and i don't think it needed to be because the thing that i always liked about michael myers and the reason why michael myers is my favorite out of all the famous slashers i i'm more of a fan of him than i am of jason Voorhees. More so, closer to Freddy Krueger, but Krueger's very different. But what I liked about him is his presence. He always had good presence, good timing. You know, like, very near the end of the original Halloween movie, where he's laying on the ground in the background, kind of blurred out, and then you just see him sit up. Mm -hmm. He does the Undertaker, just sit up. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, that became a a trademark for him. And it didn't have to be brutal kill, that wasn't, it was more the suspense of, okay, he's getting closer and closer and closer. He gets you, you're done, because you're not going to get away from him easily. And he's just, it's just ominous. And then, like, you see him, then you don't. That's what I liked the most about this character, that you never knew when he was going to pop up next, or how he was going to pop up, or there was a lot of mystery behind it. This didn't leave that much to the imagination. I did like the scene with the kids on the playground, though, where they're, like, they think it's just some guy messing around. They're like, like, we're not going to be scary. He's just playing, like, peekaboo, like, hopping out, and then he's back in, like, and it was kind of... That was cool. That part I liked. I like that. It was kind of funny, the idea of, like, these kids in modern day don't even realize what happened, but again... For a brief moment, I was like, how would they have not heard all these killings? And then I realized, again, we decanonized everything. Yeah. So. And he, 
he really liked the stage, the bodies after he killed them, didn't he? Yeah. Because like with the with the kids he killed and um and the nurse. Well, he only killed the one kid because right? the two got away, as far as we could tell. Yeah, the one kid and the nurse, and then like he kind of like. But we didn't see where that kid went because remember they he took the mask off that kid and then put it on the the doctor and the nurse on the merry-go-round. Didn't they show him like dead on the ground or something? They might have. I don't. Recall. Very briefly, like like I... they showed the skull mask and all was all bloody. Yeah, the skull mask was all bloody. But, I didn't but he think... hung. He strung her up. And then the two guys that were living in the Myers house, he props them up. Yeah. And it's kind of like, did, did he didn't, if, if we're decanonizing everything else going, he didn't really stage the bodies too much. Yeah. So I felt that was a little hokey. Yeah. I guess my thing, let's get into the flashback because I think that was one of the biggest issues with it. Yeah. So everything's decanonized, but they have a scene where we flashback to see that Officer Hawkins, what happened on Halloween night, how him and his partner basically go into the Myers house. Michael Myers is there. He kills the partner, and then... Because, like, Myers is grabs the partner, he's holding him, he's, like, strangling him. Yeah, and, and he tries to he shoot. And he tries to shoot him, but he shoots his partner, and partner dies. And yeah. he, my, once the partner drops, Myers grabs him and smashes him around, and then he leaves the house. And then at that point, he's out in the front yard, and all the cops are there, and Loomis is there, and they surround him. Now, this is obviously not what happened in the original no, movie. not and at all. Like, said, Loomis was about to shoot him and kill him, and the cop, you know, last minute, no, and hits his, hits his hand, and gun shoots into the air, and he thought, you know, he was doing the right thing. No, we have this guy, let's arrest him, let's not just put him down and murder him. Whereas Loomis had the idea, no, this guy's just pure evil he's he's not savable the only way we can get rid of him is to get rid of him now in the original movie the end of the movie is we talked about it just a second ago it's kind of blurred out myers rises up he's attacking laurie loomis bursts into the house shoots him six times he falls off the second story balcony and you see his body just laying on the ground and then laurie says i forget the exact quote but laurie says something about the boogeyman mm -hmm. and loomis says that yes that was the boogeyman he yeah. looks back out body's gone he looks on bodies myers is long gone and then we go into because there's points in the movie where you hear him breathing in the mask yeah like a heavy breathing and i really loved that in the first movie like like the heavy breathing and you heard that when he was just kind of standing there before loomis shoots him and that because laurie ripped his mask off mm-hmm puts it back on you hear the heavy breathing boom 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 six times he's fallen out but myers is gone and the movie ends with you you see different scenes from throughout the movie places where people were murdered outside the the, the house and you hear the heavy breathing and that's the end of the movie yeah so with this completely just changes it like was this flashbacks was supposed to have happened when because like, did this happen after all of a sudden, oh, wait, we found him again. But no, that doesn't work because he was in the house. And n none of this makes sense. It's like they, they invented a flashback that has no continuity just so they could connect it with older, with original characters. They couldn't come up with a better way to do it. I think it was very poorly written, very, just a, not a good idea that was executed just horribly and i think and maybe i'm just 
getting on my soapbox a little too much about this, but it totally took me out of the movie because it totally takes the ending of the original and changes it for no apparent reason. Yeah, and I don't know if they were supposed to imply that this was like after like that part and then they go search for him again, they happen to find him or something. That I don't know. Like Maybe, it's like I can't but... I, but the thing is then they should make that more clear. If yeah, that was what they were trying to do, then just make that clear. It didn't fit. It didn't make sense in the timeline, and like it should have been a little more clear if that was the case. Like they were looking for him, and what happened? They looked for him. He just he ran away, and they just came back to the house. He just came back randomly. Yeah. Like, does that make any sense at that point? He just randomly shows up again, and you well, know he's, you, he's coming home. Yeah, apparently. That's <laughs> night he comes home. He he does, but he already was home. And he went through all the craziness, and that was it. Yeah. And it just, it didn't fit, and it, it tried to, with Loomis's character, make it that, you know, he was right all along. Because we all screwed up, we should, we should have let him end it, and because of that, it's been all these years of fear. And I, I do like the, the idea that they go on, that the real power of Michael Myers is the fear he holds over everybody. That's where his true power lies. Yet, he's also friggin' indestructible. Yeah. So, I, I didn't mind that, like, the idea, the concept of, like, him being in your heads is the worst fear of all. I get that. But it's, when he was also brutally, like, dismembering half of this town, I think that's probably the worst part of it. Yeah, and I feel like also that it felt like they were trying to do this real deep narrative with that, and it almost felt like how they do that in Candyman, but I liked the way they did it in Candyman. Candyman was brilliant. Yeah, and I'm talking about both original Candyman and mm -hmm. the newest Candyman. Yeah, the new that. Candyman was great. But And they had like a real deep narrative with you know the Black Lives Matter movement, which I'm going to throw it out there for anyone listening, we a thousand percent support. hundred percent, yes. Well, a thousand percent, million percent, <laughs> absolutely. My thing is, I don't want to get too much in Candyman, A, because I don't want to spoil it, and B, I've thought about us doing it, but I thought, you know what, there's a lot of podcasts that actually have people of color that have been doing it, and I'd rather have their voices go into it a lot more. Agreed. But, again, more like I felt like they wanted to have this, like, deep narrative like that in Halloween Kills. They wanted to have, like, that he's actually the embodiment of fear, like, fear gives him power, that kind of stuff. And, and he's making them monsters, because the whole thing about, like... Yeah. The, the one character, he basically started a raving mob at the hospital. Yeah. And there was that escaped convict from the first movie in this new trilogy. And then he, you know, he comes back because he tried stealing the, the, the couple's car in the beginning. And he wrecked it and he was all beat up and he just needed help. And he's in the hospital and they're like, it's him, it's Michael Myers. Even though if you look at Michael Myers' build, he's pretty, pretty tall, not like skinny but he's not a big he's not like overweight or anything you know he's very big tall kind of muscular looking guy this guy was like five foot nothing it like, a, it, it like a fat little mental patient <laughs> he was pig man I, I, I got i had to get a it was pig man it's like it was like it was like gotta get our we have to always have a seinfeld restaurant if we don't i feel like we failed ourselves like a four foot eight hairless pink complexion looks like a pig but he he was he was this short, stocky kind of guy. It's like and it's also, like, when you, it's when like you if you took me, if you made Danny this. DeVito look look awful, and put like much longer hair on him, 
this was this guy. And he looked nothing like Myers, but the idea was the whole mob mentality that we're all going to get him. This ends tonight. Evil ends tonight was at the line. Yeah, they kept chanting evil ends tonight. And they were going to, and they corner this poor guy, and uh, Lori's granddaughter is trying to, a uh, daughter yeah. is trying to save yeah, him. Yeah, because the granddaughter went out to go yeah, hunt for her. Her daughter's guy. trying to save this guy because she realizes this is wrong. And you know, locks him in this corridor, but he, they're smashing their way through the door. He's screaming, it's not him, it's not Michael. They're smashing their way through the door. He takes a fire extinguisher, smashes the window, and does a header out the window, killing himself. And I like, I like the idea, though, of, like, I like the scene in the sense of the way that it was shot, and that she's, like, screaming, it's not him. It was powerful. Yeah, but you can't actually hear her for the most mm-hmm. part. It's like she's mouthing it, and you just hear, like... Because the, the mob doesn't the mob. care. The mob exactly. doesn't like, hear Exactly, the mob's, it. like, blind. Like, basically, they're blind, they're deaf to what's going on around them. You know, they're not able to see or hear or any of this. They're just mm-hmm. so focused on just going after this one guy. And it turns out he's not even the guy. But my thought when I watched this, though, was that I was like, in what universe has Michael Myers ever ran away from anyone? Yeah, right. Like, this guy is running away. He's going to run away from them? No. He's going to stare them in the face and try to stab them in said face. And the guy was sitting there being like, help me. And I'm like, I wonder if Michael Myers ever spoke a word. No. He doesn't speak. No, because that's a, the whole thing with, like, from the original movie. The only, the, basically, the night he killed his sister, uh, he never he spoke never again. again. Yeah. So. Because Do- Donald Pleasant slash, you know, Loomis is always trying to get him to talk. It drove him crazy. And then from the first per movie in this new trilogy the his protege lewis's protege he couldn't get him to speak and that drove him mad now one thing i kind of wonder is just kind of like dawning on me because obviously the first one he was captured mm-hmm. so i guess that other scene maybe it was supposed to be like at some point as well but is, they implied it was on Halloween. they implied night. it was that night because well, well, they, they didn't had they say it they, yeah like it was the, like, i mean loomis had the the guy who played stand it in for loomis he had the same outfit everything that was that and same night yeah so i don't know if it was supposed to be like but again if i could have dealt with it being later that night it was poor but here's the thing if they want to do that later that night then just have like some continuity to see the scene of Lori being like was that the boogeyman and then like it fading into like they're still chasing him and then they find him and something i don't know yeah it didn't connect well it was it was they tried really hard and it it just fell flat for me yeah. And, you know, like, the, the mob mentality thing, I thought that was interesting. And it kind of show it, it was, again, showing how Michael Myers, his biggest weapon was fear. And putting, all, making all these people so fearful that they turn themselves into the monsters. But that's implying that he even would think that through. Is my right. Thing. And I'm like, well, it's, well, it's like, it's like the byproduct of exactly, what he does. I know, he, but I'm just like he, saying. He's like, like the Joker. He just does things yeah he does he doesn't have a plan other than going back to that house and looking out the window and killing everything that comes in his way yeah and i've always liked that they've kept it for the most part at least like you know very ambiguous as to like what he's doing and why like that's never really explained like there's a connection obviously to the house there's there's a connection to the, the like family because when he was a kid, he was six years old, he murders his sister. So there's a connection to the family. There's an inherent evil about him. There's always that. And of course, you know, with, with this new trilogy, the fact that Laurie is his sister is totally gone. That That's not a thing anymore. Didn't like that very much either. Yeah, because I feel like you could have kept that in there without 
messing anything else up. Yeah, you absolutely could have. Because that, that whole thing about Laurie being his sister was the driving point of a lot of the other movies. Yeah, like why he was after yeah. her, it seemed like the most kind mm-hmm. of thing. And why he had so much of a connection to Laurie. Like, in Halloween H2O, she had a son, and you don't think that's no more. But, yeah, but then, also, didn't she die in H2O? I think they implied that she did. No, I'm pretty sure she just did straight she? up died. I'll check, but I'm pretty It's been sure. a while. Yeah, I know, so we should, I feel like I need to rewatch all of them, and... I, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> well, we can skip Rob Zombies. Yeah, let's not get started on that. But I the guess whole I failure just... of zombies was just like taking Loomis and making him this jackass. Yeah. And it was just like that totally ruined it for me. The thing is, like, a lot of people criticized zombie the zombie films because it was overtly gory just for the sake of being gory. Yeah. It's the yeah. same friggin' problem. Yeah, because that... 2018 wasn't that bad. I mean, there's gore well, in it. Well, there was plenty of gore in 2018. But I felt like it had a purpose. It was him coming back. Yeah. I'm good with gore. Again, we've said it before. We're fine with gore. In fact, I'm great with gore if it has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Like when the... That can't be the horror for me. The, 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 if the, the gore inmate, is the horror, then I feel like that I could watch a documentary on autopsies and, or something. Right, and exactly. Well, like when, when, the, when the inmate jumps out of the, the window at the hospital and kills himself. Like, very, the brains are everywhere and he's twitching and shit. That had a lot of impact i think i think they did it i felt like that fit enough it it was a little overt but i felt like that fit enough there's certain parts of it that were just like it was just overt to be overt yeah like when he kills big john and little john with the eyes and all that crap yeah it's like all right yeah i could deal with i could not do all right we get it Like, like we get it he's killing people yeah, but we could have skipped the eyes. But I feel I feel like that was just done because they could. It it didn't really fit. And and there's like let's talk about all the character those characters. Big John, Little John. Love those characters though. There were a couple who were living in the Myers house, which and they knew they were living there. They were very proud of it. Yeah, <laughs> they were and shouting kids like, "You know what this house has?" That's your first mistake. Yeah. Yeah, don't live in the Myers house. But unfortunately, what, what I hated what they did with those characters is that they made them really stupid. So they I feel hear, like if you were living in the Myers house, you would know better, you'd think. Right, because like, he's, he's, they hear the knock at the back door. Look out, no one's there. You just leave the door open and you don't lock it. Lock your fucking doors. And then they hear a knock at the front door. Look there, oh, no one's there. And they come back. Back door is creaked open and there's a bloody handprint. Okay, so if I see... It's time to leave. I see a bloody handprint, I'm getting out of there. Nope, let's go look for the guy, and let's go upstairs when there's... With a tiny knife. Yeah, with a little... little baby knife. Looks like a little cheese knife. It was a cheese knife. It's like a little thing you use to chop up artisan cheese. That's what they had. They had a little spread of it. Do you think that's going to do anything to this guy? Again, I could see, like, if someone had no idea... Or anybody. random people, though. I mean, but it, but for God, I can see like random people. He had a golf club. Like keep at least keep the yeah, golf club. You keep tr- both. Have you both. traded the golf club for a cheese knife. For the cheese knife, the golf club has much more range. You can get some impact on it. But the cheese knife, you want to go close, ha- closer hand to hand than rather than keeping some distance. I mean, at least with the golf club, you might have a chance of stunning them and getting away. But my thing is also these people. Like this isn't just some random people. These people live in the Myers house. Mm-hmm. They know what happened here. Yeah. So, they know he tends to come back there, even though it only technically, I guess, happened once with this, you know, yeah. in this timeline. But still, like, again, I would have gotten my car, called the police, and peaced out. I see the bloody handprint. We're out of that house. Goodbye. We are leaving. 
We are Goodbye. out. Goodbye. He can have the fucking house. We're out. Our problem is we'd have to collect up all our pets. Yeah, that would be a problem. Yep. And he did kill the dog in the original movie. Yeah. So it's Poor puppy. Yep. But it was like they made they made some of these characters really really stupid. Like let's go to the end. We've talked about in previous episodes too. Double tap. Zombie Land has it tap. right. Zombie Land had it right. Double fucking tap. Double tap. End of step. End of story. Especially double tap the guy who's supposed to be this immortal killing machine. Yeah, so cut his head off. They have yeah. yeah. Seal it in Dismember concrete. him. Dismember him. I mean, here's my plot. Yeah, cut off his head, cut off the arms, torso. Like, we, we got them all chopped up in multiple bits. Put each of those into cement in various, like, containers and throw them in the ocean in various parts of the world. Like seven continents. Yes. It's like you're dropping well, that's what, the like, pieces and When they talk continents. about like, how all these people, like, still live in the town after what yeah. they went through, I'd be like, I'd be in fucking Europe mm-hmm. by now. Yeah, and then, then they put the body pieces in seven continents, and you get some idiot who goes out, like, and you gathers them up and sews to. them together and Frankenstein's his ass back to life. That would be interesting. It would be a thing. That's <laughs> it would be a thing. But so we get to the point where he's in the house and he kills Cameron and he's after Lori's granddaughter. And then the mother shows up and kind of pulls the mask off of him. At one point, she lures him out and she drops the mask. He goes and grabs it. And then, oh, he's surrounded. All the townspeople surrounded him. You know, they're there with their pitchforks and all that. So they've got him surrounded. Okay. This is like the coup de gras. They, all, all these people who've been victimized by this guy, they've got him cornered. And they just start beating the shit out of him. Lori's daughter stabs him in the back of the neck. With his own knife. With his own knife. Because he's down there kind of like shaky hand reaching for it. Stabs him I, in the I back of the neck. I think it's supposed to be in his shoulder blade. Because the way she... I think it's supposed to be like in the spine or shoulder blade yeah. area. I'm like, great, do that. Now take it out and cut his head off. Right. And he stabs him and they just let him sit there. They just stare at him. I'm like, okay... Are you all just that brain dead, or are you just kind of living in the quote-unquote moment? Because this guy be dead, not really. Also, backing up here, I double-checked, because I was like, I could have sworn that she died in H2O. No, that's not what happened in H2O. H2O was the one where she cuts his head off with the fire axe. That's right. So, that was the one where, you know... He was supposed to be done. Yeah, that one, he was actually dead. We could have had, you know... That would have been like, all right, that's what you do. You yeah. cut his head off. Yeah, like he's laying there. And then he gets up triumphantly like Rocky Balboa against Drago. And he gets his trusty knife back and he just starts hacking everybody to pieces. And it's like, why didn't you end this? How stupid are these people? And I understand sometimes in these kinds of movies you make the victim stupid. The, these people were just brain dead. Like, these townspeople were... Well, these people also didn't leave the town. Clearly they're not that smart. It's like, how fucking stupid are you? Are you fucking stupid? Exactly. Carlin would be having a fit. And as he should. I understand making some of them stupid. Don't make them all stupid. And then at the end where you have Laurie's daughter just goes back in the room looking out the window... Uh, you didn't see, you didn't know he was dead. You assumed he was dead. You never assumed they're dead. And then he hacks her to pieces. Yeah. And also, it, side note, double checked. Halloween Resurrection is the one that that Michael kills Laurie, I think. And then, yeah. Yeah, it's when he, he remember, he, he, she removes his mask, he stabs her and throws her off the roof, she dies. Yep. But it also happened in the fourth movie. She's not even, I think, in it, but it's about her daughter. Remember, remember daughter Jamie? Mm-hmm. And she actually was dead from like a car accident or something stupid. And it's just like, really? You're going to have her just like 
be dead from a car accident. So I'm okay with them decanonizing both of those. Yeah, a certain thing. They, they made mistakes along the way. But, like, I think decanonizing the second one was a definite mistake. The second one you could have left alone. And, again, I'm okay with with doing that with a new timeline and a new spin kind of thing. Because, the, like, the we went in with an open mind. The first one was really good. I still think I was excited that first for this. Movie, I took off work for this. Yeah, I think still think this movie, the first movie held up. This one was bang average. And I think the part like the flashback scene just totally took me out of it because it Yeah, I think that was the I thing loved the way they ended the first movie. You could not have ended that any better. And they totally muddied that water for the sake of bringing back some of these old characters and doing it in a kind of sloppy way. So the way this the way this whole thing ends is there's kind of a deep conversation between Laurie and Hawkins and they, they're talking about how, you know, the whole thing about fear and everything. And it should have ended on that night 40 years ago. And they set the next one up, I think, for it to be, they're the ones who have to end this. I feel like they're going to kill Jamie Lee Curtis again. Maybe. Man, she dies a lot in these movies. Yeah, she really does. I forgot she died twice. Like, so I, feel like, I feel like she's going to, maybe the, she'll take him down with her kind of thing. And then she can become a force ghost. It would be... <laughs> It'd be kind of unsatisfying if they had Hawkins well, the way, as the one. The who way did he's it. breathing, they remind me a little bit of Darth Vader. So I a like, little we, bit. We can spin this. Yeah, we can do that. He's more machine now than man. <laughs> Twisted and evil. <laughs> this, the, there were parts of this that were entertaining. I do not regret watching it. I absolutely regret watching the zombie ones. The, these, this one, I don't regret watching it. I'm, I'm curious enough. I will watch the third one next year. Oh, for sure. I want to see how they wrap this up. They still can save it, I think. I'm taking it back. <laughs> I'm saving this. I, I think they have a chance to wrap this up well. If what happened in this movie is any indicator, though, I don't have high hopes for it. Yeah, I'm And not I'm really going to go into it very measured. And, like, I came into this excited as hell. Yeah. I thought the movie from 2018 was great. I think they did a really nice job. I like the whole idea that Lori is this like paranoid survivalist now. Makes total sense with oh, what for happened sure. to you her. Been through that. Exactly, and she's like so friggin' prepared, and it's like you know taking over her life kind of thing. So you see how this has affected her mentally. And I thought that the approach in the first movie was great. I think they got a little too big in their britches with this one, and this one didn't deliver where it needed to. And and the sad thing I think. It would have been minor tweaks they could have made that would have saved this. Yeah. Did you need the level of gratuitous kills? Not really. But you could have still had them and made the story a little tighter. And I'm somebody that comes into a movie... like I, I'm not expecting Inception here. I'm not expecting something mind-bendingly brilliant. But I, I, I expect some level of continuity. And I want the story to make sense and not just totally flip things upside down and take things from the first movie and throw them out of whack without any kind of a logist like a logical payoff or any good reasoning behind it it just it put the whole thing in limbo for me and you know like the first time i saw halloween the original 78 movie god i had to have been like 10 years old that movie messed with my head Dude, I thought that bastard was going to pop up everywhere I looked. I mean, you might watch this at 10 years old. Oh, yeah. And, like, 
the ominousness. It was like the music gave me chills up my spine. This every chills every time day. I hear that song, it gets me because John Carpenter musically is just a genius, and just filmmaking genius too. But like, yeah. it just you know it stuck with me, and I I think that's the reason why this particular series was always my favorite, and Michael Myers was my favorite. They they kind of made it. They they took a lot of the mystique and the aura away in this one too. And I think they can regain it in the third one, but I'm going to come into that not really excited, but more measured and a little nervous. Yeah. One thing I want to say, though, just some side things. A, I had heard about this and I wasn't sure if it was true, but I did just verify it. There was a guy that started a change.org petition to remove the slaughtering of firefighters from the Halloween Kills movie because it offends him because his parents are retired firefighters. My dad was a volunteer fireman. And he probably would have enjoyed this scene, honestly, because guess what? Michael Myers kills fucking everybody. He has no bias. He just kills whatever's in front of him. Yeah, and it's like, and he's like, you know, it's offensive because people have lured people into burning houses to kill them. And I was like, when has that happened, first of all? I'll look it up because I'm curious. I mean, there's but probably that... some instance where in the world that that's happened. But, but like, here's the thing. He killed the old people. He killed the old couple, the neighbors. So... But here's the, Are we going to have a problem with him killing geriatrics He didn't start a fire to lure people into the house, though. They were trying to cook him. Yeah, he was in there, and then he just saw the opportunity to kill someone. He comes out there, and there's all these people with, like, weapons ready to kill him. Not that I'm defending Michael Myers at all, but I'm just no, saying that... What's he going to do? He didn't lure these people into the house. They came in there, and he just happened to be there. Yeah, and he, the people in there, he killed them, and then... So, yeah, like, the fact that he got... 361 have signed out of 500, so... That's all you got? <laughs> and this was started two months ago, and I'm just like, yeah, they're not going to remove this from the movie. It's kind of like when you have some sort of really awful protest that's just no really up. disgusting, and you have, like, three people show up. It's, just, it's one it's, of those it's things. It's fun for people like me to see that happen, though. Sure, but, like, it's kind of like, yeah, no. Well, it's like, how many police does he kill how, in movies like this, how many cops always get brutalized? Do Michael we see? Myers do we see petitions? He kills everybody. Do we see petitions on every movie that they killed police officers or they killed hospital workers? You know, he killed nurses and stuff. Do we have? Come on, like, how stupid can you possibly be? Yeah, it's not like <sighs> this is a movie about him targeting these people. No, my God, he literally targets anyone that is in his way. End of story. It's not like Michael Myers was like. Like in a in a in a school assembly when he was a kid, and the firefighter like bitch slapped him or something across the face. So now he has this problem with firefighters. No, he just has a problem with everything. No, no, no he just has a problem. That's wrong. <laughs> like he has a problem. There's clearly oh, something. Oh, wrong. there's there's a lot there's a lot wrong with this guy. Also, maybe, side note: maybe for... there's more to Michael Myers than meets the eye. No, no there's, there's less. less. <laughs> there's definitely less. I don't know. There's a lot to him. Though. He's a big dude. He's a big dude, but mentally, I don't think there's much going on. Uh-uh. I think he's almost like he's very feral. If you think about yeah. it, yeah, he's he goes on instinct, and that's all it is. Better, he's just the luckiest serial killer that ever was. The amount of times that the way he's been shot and stuff like that, and burned, and all these things is like. Yeah, yeah, we can keep coming back for more. And, like, the minor glimpses you actually saw of his face, like, obviously, when they had the mask off, you can tell he's an older guy. Yeah. You know, not kind of, you know, you can tell he's balding, stuff like that. A lot of bloody scars and crap like that. He's seen some stuff. 
And some things. Wouldn't recommend it. Um, other fun thing, though. Jamie Lee Curtis attended the Halloween Kills premiere dressed as her mom's character in Psycho. Oh, that's... With the bloody shower curtain in hand. She's a freaking gem. I absolutely love Jamie Lee Curtis. She's like, great. She's the only, like... This, this worst part of this movie, I feel like, half the time is that she's not in it enough. She's a secondary character. And I, I understand... Don't want her to, I don't want her to be a secondary character, yeah. though. God damn it. Give me Jamie Lee mm-hmm. Curtis. Because, like, one time where was the... the I think it was one of the hospital workers kind of gets in her way and she like knees him and like, yeah. but then like her stitches and stuff, like and... she's bleeding again. And I'm just like, Jamie Lee Curtis, go keep being the badass that you are. That's the way I think they can redeem this to some degree in the third one. Make Jamie Lee Curtis the ultimate badass and let her take him down. Yeah. That's I... the way, that's the way they have to do it. Oh, and her daughter's dead. I think we should, that's the other thing is, remember, Michael kills her at the end. Yeah, we mentioned Now, that. I did we like the that scene that when the daughter looks up and you see him in the, the clown costume. Oh, that was great. Like, it's like this illusion of this, like, mm-hmm. almost like, because they say he always would stare at him, and it's like, maybe he's not staring out, he's staring in, looking at himself, and I'm still thinking, like, that's a little too deep for Michael Myers. I think there's just, again, there's a problem there. But it could be that. an instinct thing, too, because it's like, it's this... It, thing burned into his mind he murdered his sister at six and he's just looking out and well they said he would look out even before that remember yeah, they said when he would go to play over out. there he would just like, stare what, what, but again like the idea of him staring at himself and maybe he just sees nothing like you know loomis always talked about like his eyes you just look in his eyes there's nothing there and it's like, he, like you said he's like a machine almost that just does stuff right he, he's the joker this less planning. Yeah, I was gonna say less planning. I mean, so the funny. Joker says he doesn't plan things, but he has kind of a kind of a crude outline. Yeah. This guy is pretty much like instinctually go back to the house, and we'll see He's what like happens on the way. He's like a salmon. Mm-hmm. He's a salmon. <laughs> One of these days, I'm gonna get good at drawing. I'm gonna draw Michael Myers as like a as salmon. a salmon. He has a salmon. <laughs> Gotta go back home. Just show like him swimming up the river, and then you can see like the. Like, I'm going home. I'm going home. Clear path! Clear path, you motherfucker! See, that's another one we could do. Going home! <laughs> Falling Down is one of the greatest movies of all time. But I was saying, we can make Michael Myers like him, like have him, like, have him, like I'm going home! Because that's where he's going home! Mm-hmm. Make him Falling Down, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that movie's so good. Got so many good ideas. Everyone, I'm going to put these out and everyone's going to take my ideas. Can we watch Falling Down as like a palate cleanser? Tonight? No, like this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like... 11 o'clock, I, I'm not... I'm after that, I'm watching wrestling after this. <laughs> wrestling will be a good palate cleanser too, though. AEW, baby. Yep. And I'm going to edit this episode, but I think that's actually... Pre- do you have any more thoughts? Do you think it's a good spot to end it? Do we want to do a rating? Yeah, we can. So, for rating, do we start with skulls, just overall? Overall, I'd say this is a two for me. It had potential. It squashed a lot of it. It focused too much on gratuitous violence and not the psychology of it, which I think the psychology of the original movie is what made it for me. It's not It's not about the finish. It's about the impending doom. They took that a lot away. The flashback scene really screwed this up for me. It took me completely out of this movie. Is it all bad? No, but it, it wasn't good. I don't think I, it, I'd say it's a two out of five for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of torn between a two and a three. I think we go two as well, though, because originally while watching it, I liked it a lot more, I think, because I was, like, watching it, and then, like, it started sinking in more. At one point, though, like, when we you, we were realized that it was like, wait a minute, that didn't happen with the scene of him, like, the flashback scene. The flashback scene immediately took me out of it. But here's the thing. I sat there for a few minutes, and I was like, 
fuck, is this going to be another Bernstein Bear situation that we're going to find out oh, this is the ending? Or, like, the ending we remember didn't really happen? we got to go check. No, is no. It, how's it spelled? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, so, because if that happened, I'd be just my head. Oh, that would have destroyed me. Because, like, I remember the movie, the original movie ending very specifically. Yeah, but I'm just saying that, like, could you imagine if that's not what actually happened and you and I are just remembering it wrong? It's just oh, like. Oh, God, that'd be the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness that's not the case. No, I double checked it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh god, oh god, how's Bernstein spelled? Good lord. That's usually my first go-to when something <laughs> goes wrong. But yeah, uh, so I'm gonna give it a two as well. I feel like that it's not like the worst. As a tad torn between that and a three, I think I'm gonna go to though. I mean, some of the original sequels were probably were definitely worse than this. Yeah, for but, sure, but some of them are also much better than this too. Yeah, so I think I think two's fair for scares. I'm gonna go with three because I feel like that. It had moments, you know, it had moments of the whole, like, impending doom with Michael, you know, he would show up and then not. Yeah. They and didn't the, do again, it the, enough. The blood can be, you know, the, the fear of, like, this guy that just, you know, mm-hmm. kills without reason. He just shows up and does stuff. So I, I think that's still a fair three. Yeah, I would go with the three as well for that. I think that's very, very fair. What about music? Music? Well, music's a five. Yeah, it has to be, just because, like, it, as long as they have... Well, we should probably talk about that, though. At the end, during the credits, after listening to the Halloween theme a bit, we get to listen to Ghost's song, Hunter's Moon. And Ghost is a band that I fucking loved their first album. I saw them on tour without realizing it was Ghost at first. Like, I actually, I hadn't heard of Ghost, I should say. We were watching uh, Opeth. It was Opeth, Mastodon, and Ghost. Ghost opened. And I had gone down to the basement, I think we were in the Fillmore uh, in Maryland, and to go to the bathroom, and down there in the bar area they have these TVs. And I look up at the TV and I'm like, is King Diamond here? Because <laughs> his voice kind of sounded like King Diamond from Merciful Fate. Yeah, it definitely did. Like the Merciful Fate era King Diamond, like even just like some regular King Diamond stuff, but just especially Merciful Fate, I was like, this had such a Merciful Fate feel to it. And it was so great, and honestly, they were the best band there. I will, and that was at the time, obviously. They then put out their second album, and my former manager and I speculated that we thought they sold the band to someone else, <laughs> and that it wasn't them anymore because he, they kept it secret. I mean, we kind of know who it is now, but like at the time, they tried to keep it secret who was in the band, and we're like, maybe they sold the band to someone. This isn't really them anymore. Well, the crazy thing about Ghost was that I knew who the singer was right away. Just because of how, how he sounded. That and I knew a lot of people in the industry, so still do know a lot of people in the metal yeah, industry. Yeah, I was gonna say you, so you like, have a so like very very. I knew for a good fact connections. that it was Tobias Forge from Repugnant. I knew it was the guy from Repugnant. Most people didn't, so I didn't really talk about it. But yeah, because they were trying to keep it secret, so mm-hmm. they don't want to screw that up. Yep. But you know, their first album was great. You know, saw them when they played Maryland Death Fest. It was amazing, an amazing show. Saw them in New York City headline. It was an unbelievable show. And then the second album came out. Can you see them also on the, the Opeth Mastodon Ghost? I did. Okay. I and that's the last time I saw them. And I thought they were, they were okay. They, they, they weren't as good as they were before. So imagine how good they were before that. They were just mind-blowingly good. Yeah, because so, they that were great one, on that tour. That was before the second album came out, though. Was it? It absolutely was because it was, I got so into them and then like a year later the second album came out. Yeah, they, yeah, that second album, second album was 2013. Yeah, and that, sh- and it wasn't that good. show was 2012 or 2011. Yeah, that was 2012. 
I thought it was. April to May 2012. That was a good tour. I, that, that was one of the worst Opeth shows I've ever seen. And I've seen Opeth like 20 times. But... Mastodon. And Mastodon was solid. Mastodon, Mastodon wasn't bad, but I just... Mastodon's uh, typically pretty solid. I enjoy Mastodon. Opeth was one of my favorite bands for a long time. Some of their newer stuff now is a lot, is pretty solid, but at that point it was kind of like a shock to the system because yeah. they went from like progressive death metal to kind of like a 70s prog rock kind of thing, which yeah. it was... And the early efforts were okay, but it def- they definitely got a lot better. Yeah. We've so gone that, down the metal rabbit hole, which we yeah, go just, down all day long. Yeah, I was just, I, I, know, I was excited though, because I was like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, for one second, I thought I saw the bottom of the screen ghost, and I heard the voice, and I was like, oh my god, I was like, ghost has ma- like, really made it at this point, like, I knew they'd right. be getting big, but man, I was like, and it's man, an exclusive good song for, for the soundtrack, so. Was it? Okay, I didn't yeah. know it was exclusive, yeah. but yeah. So, and yeah. It, that was great, and honestly, was the, the highlight of the movie for me was the credits rolling with that ghost song, we were rocking yeah. out, yep. that was a great song. Yeah, I need to do get, listen to some of their other stuff, I kind of gave up after the second album and just haven't even given uh, it as a chance. Some, some people have, I've listened to a lot of their stuff after that, and it's been kind of varying for me, I mean. You're a lot more keyed into the industry though than I am, so. Yeah, but like, give me Powerwolf all day long. Oh gosh, Powerwolf's the best. Powerwolf needs to make a movie. A, mo- a movie about the Beast of Javadon. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's, and it's just them running around killing people. Yes, as werewolves <laughs> killing people. I would prove And then playing concerts. I would pay all the money. Here's a blank check. Write any amount and I will pay it. <laughs> your, your Peter impression is always so good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so let's get back to our ratings before we go off on such I a tangent. I think my Herbert's better. Oh, God. Mm. We cannot, this, I'm not going to renew our Disney passes if you don't promise me not to go as Herbert. I still want to go on a Disney cruise dressed as Herbert. I'm okay with it if we do it on the Halloween cruise. I'll let you do it there. You'll let me do it? I'll let you do it on there because I feel like there. Because that's exactly where I wanted to do it and you said no. Yeah, but I feel like now I'm just like, I'm kind of at the point You just of, don't care yeah, at this my, point? My, my level of fucks given has gone like, <laughs> ever since like COVID stuff, like, you know, over the last like almost two years now. Ever since the plague like, of COVID and Shapec, we're just, yeah, we're, my, done, we're done my, with it. My level of fucks are just gone. But yeah, so <laughs> back to the ratings. So we both agree that the music's a five. John Carpenter's a goddamn genius. Yep. Uh, listen to the, listen to Carpenter Brut, which is one of the best electronic groups out there. And if you're really into that kind of music, there's a documentary called The Rise of the Synths that um, he narrated and was a part of that's really, really outright wonderful. So if you really want to learn a lot about that kind of music and how it's become such a big thing, check that documentary out. It's definitely worth your time. For sure. So for our little ghost emojis, which is effects? Um, yeah, before. Yeah. And the effects were fine. There's no issues with the effects. There was no issue for me with, like, camera work, things like that. I like how the mask was really, looks like, rough and charred up. and It's seen better days. Yeah. Like, the, the, the William Shatner mask has definitely seen brighter times in the past. <laughs> so it happens when you go into space, man. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I'm, I'm feeling a, th- a three, only because it just felt like, yeah, the effects were gross and gory and stuff, but I don't know, it just... It wasn't, it's just kind of like, it felt standard, you know, it just felt yeah. like standard effects. Again, I th- as far as I can tell, I think all effects were practical. There's no CGI or anything in it, but I just... I'm uh, sure there was some, but... Yeah, I just, I'm feeling just like a three just because I feel like it's, again... That's fair. Average. Yeah, I thought the effects were... Nothing that blew me out of the water. Yeah, I thought they were executed fine. It was, they were, yeah, they, they were, were solid. I think everything leading up to them was the problem for me. Yeah. 
So for gore, I'm feeling just putting the five on there because this point yeah, it was this, like this, all, just about saw level for me. So I'm the, like, the, this movie ain't for the scream. I don't know if it's saw level gore porn, but like it's but it's bordering on it. So it I'm was still feeling it, five it, for it, it was it was gore porn at pornish at times. So I feel like that's very fair. It's it's very gory. I I think overtly so because when you make a movie about the gore and less about everything else then I feel like the movie is it's trying to compensate for something. Yeah. And I think they definitely try, overcompensated a lot with the gratuitous violence, and I don't think... I, yeah, I'd say it's very gory. I, I'd give it a five for gore. So if you're squeamish, you're going to probably want to look away a the bunch of The entire movie? Not the entire movie. I know, but the vast majority of this movie. 90%. I mean. But, um... Yeah, it's... You might just want to skip it if you can't handle gore, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, if, you're, if you're, you can't handle gore. Like, like if you, you can watch the first Halloween movie. Yeah. And I, I don't think the gore level is very high in that. Mm-mm. Which, you know, can, can be a whole other subject of how older movies were so much better than newer ones, but... In some cases, I mean, you have movies that are like, again, Leslie Vernon came out in 2006, oh, so and there's but not like, really hardly, almost any gore in that. Like, yeah, I think... Saw ruined so many. Like I said before, that saw, I saw put horror back a couple of decades mentally because it made things all about gore and not about what really makes horror awesome yeah. and wonderful and stick with you. Is not someone getting splattered. Uh, that doesn't. It's it's the the psychology, and Halloween was all about psycho the psychology of it in that first movie and these movies are supposed to harken back so much to that and the first one did a great job of that of the psychology part this one did not yeah yeah i think that's it then i think that's our our rating um thanks for listening to our very amateur rambling yeah we all pod down here i would say you know give it a shot if you're a fan of the series like is it this is a very divisive movie it didn't really really do the job for either of us but it might do the job for you so I would I would not discourage any fan of the series or this kind of movie from watching it. Give it a shot. Yeah, it's absolutely worth it. If for some reason you didn't watch it and listen to this first, I still say give it a shot because I think that it's worth watching, especially if, let's say, they really pull it together in the third movie yeah. and it comes together, then it might be like, okay, we can kind of just gloss over this and yeah. enjoy I, it. I can it forgive a lot of the stuff in this one if the third one's really good, but my expectations have definitely been lowered. Yeah, same. Like, give it a go. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think. So yeah, hit us up on social media. Social email media, us, email whatever, us yeah. whatever you want to do, every way you want to you want to send us an owl. Because <laughs> we're now, if Harry Potter ever becomes, you a send a carrier movie. pigeon, whatever. <laughs> if carrier pigeon shows up at our house, just fair warning, we have six cats. And and dogs that bark at anything. So especially birds, they don't like birds. No, they they see birds on our neighbor's roof and they go ballistic. Yeah, especially with Hidoki. He's a Is Alaskan Klikai who. Tries to be a little tough guy, but sounds anything but. It's adorable. We should, we should ask his rating on some of these at some point. Uh, yeah, he might give a hababoo to this. Yeah. Like, Hidoki, how many hababoo? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well, I think that's, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's about our... it. I hope you enjoyed our little all-over-the-place rambling. Yeah, this is we, we a very didn't prepare for this tirade. <laughs> at all. So that's why we're kind of like... Yeah, I didn't even write down any notes. I know, I know. I double-checked a couple I, I, things I, I, on my I, phone. Yeah, I, I, I know I stumbled a little bit, but... It's all good. Yep. So I guess with that, thanks for listening to We All Pod Down Here. I'm Brittany. And I'm Dan. Bye. How many hubba boos for Halloween kills? Uh.
Thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Share with your friends and family. And check out our website at www.weallpoddownhere.com. Or send us an email at weallpoddownhere at gmail.com. You can also follow our shenanigans at weallpod on Twitter. And at weallpoddownhere on Instagram. And feel free to suggest a movie you want us to review or just something you want to make me uncomfortable with. Until next time, this has been We All Pod Down Here. Be afraid. Be very afraid.